What's going on, guys? This is Gary. I am recording today's podcast episode on my drive into work. So apologies for the uh, somewhat poor audio quality. Not that our audio quality is really ever that great. Um, But um, apologies that this comes through even worse than it was. Um, Today is the 24th of October, and we are approaching... FPL Game Week 10. So let's go ahead um, and cover a few things before we get to Week 10. First off, I'm really excited about this. Um, I think I'm going to start writing sort of a guest article um, for an account on Twitter called FPL Football Advice. So go give them a follow and and a look. Lots of great uh, insights and advice and, and things like that there. Um, and you can check them out online at uh, footballadvice.co.uk. Again, that is on Twitter is FPL Football Advice and the website is footballadvice.co.uk. So <clears throat> I believe that uh, the articles that I'll be writing won't necessarily be every week, but but could be. Uh, but I'll address sort of the, the hot topics that are being discussed. So things like, this might have been a couple weeks ago, but as an example, um, you know, Aguero only plays 60 minutes. Is he worth it? Or should I invest in someone like Harry Kane, who plays much closer to 90? Um, one going on right now is is uh, Marcus Alonso. Is he worth keeping uh, because of his high price tag and hasn't had any returns in a couple of weeks? So different things like that. Um, but I'm excited about it, and hopefully I'll be able to um, to do the FPL Football Advice folks some justice and give you some good perspective on things. Okay, so let's take a look at Game Week 9 real quick. Um, some things to look at here. The team with the highest points was... 113, so pretty good score, but lower than most other high scores have been throughout the season. Um, Average points, only 43. It was a pretty painful game week for a lot of people. It was really, other than one or maybe two of sort of the more widely owned players, it was really a week of differentials. Um, And if you look at the, the dream team for game week nine, You'll see what I'm talking about. And we have that posted on our Instagram account, which is just at Let's Talk Soccer. So check us out and give us a follow if you haven't already. We're getting close to 26,000 followers, which is phenomenal. To the best of my knowledge, and did Josh and I did a little bit of uh, investigation into this, it looks like we are by far the largest FPL-focused, although we also do focus on Premier League, just real live Premier League, um, and other things like Champions League and and other things like that. But primarily FPL-focused, we are by far the largest. So thank you guys for doing that. Without without you guys, we wouldn't be. So um, it's pretty cool, and we love it. Also, we get a lot of DMs, questions of, hey, can you check out my team and give me advice? Uh, what about this player? What about that? What chip should I play? Or should I even play a chip? All kinds of stuff. So 
please DM us. We do to the very best of our ability, which I think we have a pretty high success rate, maybe say 99.9% um, of responses, at least one response to everyone. Can't always do a lot of follow-up questions uh, and respond to all of those just because it gets a little bit uh, cumbersome when we have a lot of other people in the queue waiting for responses, but we will we will do our best our very best to make sure that we respond to at least once and give you whatever sort of our thoughts are on things. Um, and we'll also try to do the follow-up stuff if it's sort of quiet and manageable for us. Okay. So again, high score 113, average only 43. We did pretty well, all things considered. We got 53 points all in. So uh, didn't take any hits. Uh, for extra transfers or anything like that. So we're pretty happy with how we did. And our team is posted um, on our Instagram page, so you can check it out there. <clears throat> I think a lot, like I said, a lot of people struggled, and that's okay. Um, it happens from time to time. It's all about consistency. The longer we play this, the more we're convinced that you've got to be consistent. Once you get a team set that you're happy with, stick with it. Little adjustments here and there, but, you know, as a lot of FPL managers will tell you, don't go chasing the points. Example, just because uh, Martial had a great game week nine doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have a great game week 10. There's a lot of knee-jerk reactions, and you can tell by the, the fluctuation in FPL prices, either up or down, based on just one game performance. And I think that's a little too overreactive to things, and I'll address that again in a minute. And that could also be a topic we may cover uh, with our friends at FPL Football Advice, as another example. Um, our new overall record, and we got green arrows all the way around, we're somewhere in the, I think, 243, 247,000 range. So we keep getting better and better. Part of the reason, I believe, is consistency and just letting your team do the work instead of, uh, as I like to say, thinking, rethinking, and overthinking things about your team. Um, just make smart moves. Easier said than done sometimes, but that's my advice. <clears throat> All right. Um, some observations on game week nine going into game week 10. Kane was lame. Um, he has definitely not regained his form from last season. Perhaps due in part, maybe large part, maybe small part, to not having Erickson and Delhi there to provide service. But um, nevertheless, right now, in my mind, not worth the money. Even though Aguero plays sometimes up to 30 minutes less per match, at least Aguero is providing returns. And if I had to choose between the two, which I guess I do technically, um, I'm going to stick with Kuhn on that one. Salah, however, did provide returns. It's only one goal, but he missed a couple of other opportunities and looked really dangerous. So he is starting to, to put away those big chances that maybe he was missing a little earlier in the season. 
And I think he has a really big game week ahead of him. We don't own him. We have Mane instead. Um, we could come to regret that, but we're going to stick with Mane. Aguero, despite only about 65 minutes on the pitch, he was one of the only top captain players to score. I think, in fact, of the top three, maybe even four, he was the only one to have a goal. Um, so, obviously, captaining him at home is a good thing. Um, away, his record's not quite as good, but again, um, he can quite often put up a double or even a hat trick. So, you just got to keep an eye on Aguero. Um, and certainly when he's at home. He did not play uh, for Manchester City in a Champions League match yesterday. So he's going to be very, very well rested. So get ready for him to maybe put on a show um, at Spurs this coming weekend. Hazard looked uneasy. He's been nursing a back injury, apparently. It was very aggravated when he had a collision with Young when they played Manchester United. So hopefully he'll play over the weekend. Right now, he's not listed as probable. He's no, uh, no little yellow hazard flags, no pun intended, around him. So that's a good thing. But of course, we'll learn more as the week goes on. Frazier and Richarlison, who both of them are in our midfield, I think they're wearing out their welcomes um, and close to being dropped by us. Both looked really ineffective in games where they should have at least assisted. Richarlison really was sort of non-existent in my mind. Uh, Sigurdsson and Walcott definitely much more involved in chances and and impactful things like that in their game. And it could be um, a result of of Richarlison playing up top. Thought that was going to be a good thing. Thought that would just put more chances in front of him, but he just just doesn't look right there. So I think there's a lot of hope among us managers of his that he'll be pushed back out to the left and allowed be allowed to do the things that he does best and sort of regain his form. Frazier, too, just sort of not there. Maybe a, a result of that sort of nagging injury that he's had, but um, wasn't super impressed. So I think one, if not both of them, will be leaving our squad within the next couple of weeks. Arnautovic had opportunities, but he couldn't finish them off. But he has a really good run ahead of him, West Ham do. So he's definitely, in our minds, worth holding on to, um, despite Yarmolenko being injured. And I know that takes away some potential opportunities served up to Arnie, but um, it's kind of hard to ignore him. He's another player that, when he's on, he can score a couple or three goals pretty easily. Mitrovic, in a word, meh. Disappointed he didn't score against Cardiff. He plays Bournemouth this weekend. So we'll see. Another one that he probably doesn't have much longer on our team. In fact, what we'll probably do uh, if Mitrovic is around 6.9 million, 6.8 million, somewhere around there, we will probably downgrade a little bit and grab someone like Ings so that we can either bank the money or upgrade in another spot. Lacazette and Aubameyang 
looked amazing. Uh, Aubameyang, even though I think the stat is something like he's only played 35 minutes over the past two matches and has like four or five goals or something like that, <clears throat> you can't ignore that. Um, this guy's been on fire. Lacazette has been the regular starter, but Lacazette had some chances, couldn't finish them on Monday night um, against Leicester City, but I'm sure he'll straighten those out. But I think that maybe Aubameyang could potentially come in and start for Arsenal this coming weekend. I I feel Emery making a switch ahead. Vardy um, apparently had a stomach bug, so he kind of ran off into the tunnel towards the end of the game. So I think that was not a fair representation of how he can play. Um, And Madison looked great. Should have had at least a couple of assists. Definitely one. Um, So keep an eye on this guy. He is, uh, especially maybe if Vardy's not feeling well or something, Madison is is taking up a a bigger and bigger um, role in that Leicester City attack. All right. Going into game week 10, um, Champions League and Europa League, as I sort of alluded to a minute ago, are in action. Lots of players to keep an eye on from the following teams. Manchester City, Manchester United, um, City won 3-0, Man U lost 1-0 to Juventus on a Dybala goal. Um, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal also in action. So that can sometimes be very telling of uh, who may start, who may not start, um, and sort of any fitness-related questions can all be answered. So in some ways, these European games are quite valuable in terms of being able to see who's fit and who's not. An example is Mane, who obviously didn't play this past weekend for Liverpool, but Klopp said he's available for selection. He's been training with the team all week, and he's available for selection uh, both in their Champions League match today and um, over the weekend, which is fantastic. All right, so speaking of key injuries or potential injuries, these things could have some implications for FPL managers. Some big, big-time names here. Mane, we just talked about. Seems like he's going to be back, which to me makes him, uh, especially since we don't own Salah, um, a prime captaincy candidate on our squad. Hazard, we talked about the back injury a little bit. He's doubtful for your Europa League game, which I'm guessing he's probably going to be rested anyway, so don't read too much into that if he's not even part of the the roster for that game. Um, have read things, read rumors, and just um, conjecture that he's not going to be fit to play this weekend too, but um, until I see something from Sorry saying – He's either very cautious with him or he's definitely not available and he's going to be arrested for the weekend. I'm not going to take stock in any of that um, and do any knee-jerk reactions just yet. Um, Kyle Walker had a groin injury. He actually came on late in the game for Manchester City in their Champions League match yesterday, so that seems to be good. And he should be available for the weekend, which could potentially cause some rotation issues. Uh, back in the Manchester City defense, which you know Pep loves to do. Um, Rashford has a knock, although he played 
against Juventus, so apparently he looks okay. Um, so good news on pretty much all of them. Hazard's still a question mark, but hopefully he'll be all right. All right, what to do? Just sort of big picture things to do going into game week 10, especially over the next couple of days before the deadline hits. Wait. Wait to keep an eye on these players, the ones I just read off, and any other players that are in European competitions this week. Injuries happen in games. Fitness goes down. So just wait before you waste your one or maybe two free transfers, and then you have to get deducted four points or maybe more, uh, depending on the moves you have to make. So also wait, 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 wait until the press conferences from their managers to see if there's any explicit mentions or even hints that um, as to the, the status and the likelihood of these players coming on, um, and especially starting over the weekend, then you plan accordingly, okay? <clears throat> kind of connected to this, but this is where a decent bench is needed. I know that there's, you know, some managers that like to blow as much of their $100 million on um, on the starting 11 and just have a bench of the, the cheapest players available. But as we've seen, there are sometimes key players that you would never think that would be benched that are benched or even get injured in, in warm-ups and don't start. So you want to make sure that you have players that are, yes, they're cheap because you do want to spend most of your money on your starting 11, but you got to make sure that your bench players um, they have a little coverage there that they at least play on the regular. Hopefully they're starters. Hopefully they play 90 minutes, if at all possible. That's why someone like a Juan Bissaka or a Ryan Bennett um, or even a Danny Ings, players like that are, um, are valuable. So just make sure that you're going cheap, but you're also going two points is better than no points, right? So if they come in and they still have a bad game, Hopefully, they're at least getting a couple of points, which, as we all know, a couple of points difference one way or another can mean sometimes thousands of spots in your overall record. What not to do? People, don't panic and start making transfers haphazardly. This is why prices, and I've mentioned this, this is why they're all over the place. And there's really no reason for that. I know people try to avoid price increases or price drops or this or that, but if everyone would just wait, you would never do that in real life. Um, if you've made an investment in something, you want to wait and see kind of how it's going to play out um, before you start jumping all over the place. So <clears throat> I recommend that because I've seen a lot of times this season already that people have a knee jerk and so-and-so played really, really well, even though they they haven't even been on their watch list at all for the season. All of a sudden, they have one great game, and they're transferred in, and now you're stuck with a player who was maybe a one-hit wonder, or you have one of your key players that was injured, and now you need to make an additional transfer or two. So just don't panic. Just wait. Uh, players on our watch list for the upcoming game week. Raheem Sterling, yes. Even though he didn't play... In week nine, he will almost certainly be featured against Spurs this coming weekend. Pep is going to put out the very, very best team he possibly can. <clears throat> he wants to win this. He needs to win this. 
So he's going to put out all the big guns, I believe. Madison and Vardy, despite Vardy's bug, um, against that West Ham defense, I can see them connecting on a lot of goals over the weekend. KDB. Yeah, maybe a little early. He started um, in City's Champions League match yesterday. So clearly Pep thinks he's ready to go, and I'm sure it was as much a test as anything to see if he was fit. He got an assist his first game back. So I don't think it's too early to invest in KDB. Uh, If you do and he doesn't play, again, having a decent bench will make it hurt not nearly as bad as if you don't. Um, But I think he's, I think he's back. So he is definitely, you know, we keep debating whether to drop um, Mane for Hazard, or sorry, for uh, KDB, or maybe if Hazard is injured and he is definitely ruled out for the weekend, maybe KDB makes an appearance in our squad. He is definitely on our watch list. Um, Willian, I think he's going to be one of the scouts once to watch this this week. Uh, Willian against Burnley, he's a creative player, and you can see what he can do even from just corners. Had an assist uh, over the weekend for Chelsea, and um, he can certainly score. He likes to shoot. Um, he likes to take on defenders. So Willian's on that list, and he's a, he's a reasonable price, too. Uh, Matty Ryan, uh, his defense is starting to shore up there at Brighton, and he has a lot of green boxes as far as FDR goes for the foreseeable future. Yes, he may go away on um, for the Asian Cup games in January, but that's in January. Uh, you, you'll have a, a wild card to use then if you need to, but and he's not that expensive, so you can definitely you know make a, a quick and meaningful um, transfer to get him out and bring in another decent goalkeeper for really no cost at all. Fraser King and Wilson against Fulham's lacking defense. I know I've been railing on Fraser a little bit, but hopefully he's good for at least a couple of assists this weekend. But I think King and Wilson could really have a field day as they've done a couple of times this season already. Pereira at home against Huddersfield. I think he has the potential to be very dangerous. Um, Marcus Alonso, I think he'll regain his essential status against the Burnley attack. And I'm going to talk about more about that in a minute. Um, Lacazette, Anabami, and Crystal Palace. I think we know how that's going to go for them, most likely. And then Firmino at home against Cardiff. I know Bobby's been a little bit off, but I think this is a game where he's going to sort of uh, re-enter a lot of managers' consideration sets. Also, Ozil, much like Hazard, if he's playing with confidence then he's a completely different player. And you saw that Monday night against Leicester City. He was just a beauty to watch. So I think we'll see more of that potentially from him over the next game week or two. So Ozil is another one on the watch list. And then Holobos is back. And um, I think he could be a valuable asset back on defense. Captain options, as far as we're concerned, Vardy, Lacazette, or Aubameyang. I'm sure there'll be one of them at least will be one of the top three captain players. Um, Hazard, if he's fit to play. <clears throat> Aguero, 
as a push a bit. Yes, his away scoring record isn't so stellar, but you can never count him out. I think the best striker in the Premier League and one of the top five or six in the world for sure. Salah, obviously. Mane, if he's fit to play, which it looks like he will be. Um, Firmino, who I mentioned a minute ago, that's on our watch list. I think he has the potential to score a couple this weekend. Liverpool could could come up huge on the score sheet, quite honestly, I think, this weekend at home against Cardiff. Um, some differentials as far as captains go. Madison, King or Wilson, Alonso, if you want to go with the defender. I'm not a huge believer on that, but I think some people do. I think Robertson is another one that people are considering for captain. Um, and then we'll say Lukaku. You know, slim chance that he's going to have a big game. Man, you still aren't uh, quite on form, and he didn't look super impressive against Juve. But again, these are differentials, so not must-dos. Um, our team changes. We're going to follow our own advice. We're going to wait until the European action's done. All the press conferences are done by the managers. Um, and then, of course, we'll post our team on our Instagram page at Let's Talk Soccer. Um, FDRs, the Fixture Difficulty Rankings, which is just a ranking of difficulty uh, that each team has against its opponent for the coming game weeks is posted. Scale of one to five. One is easiest. Five is most difficult. The, um, the next three game weeks, 10, 11, and 12, are posted on our Instagram page. And then last topic is keeping Alonzo. I've seen a lot of discussion and debate on Twitter. Um, if you have him, I think you've got to keep him. He's owned by, I think, about 50% of the managers, so not having him can really hurt your team. Um, you know, to some degree, you know, if you want to be competitive with FPL, part of it is keeping pace with uh with the masses, for better or worse. So it's good to have a couple of differentials in there. Uh, to me, these are players that, you know, they're sort of mid to low priced. And, you know, a goal or an assist or a clean sheet from them can make the world of dif- world of difference uh, week in and week out. But I think Alonzo is still, until he proves otherwise, and until his ownership declines significantly, I think, um, in my mind, he's got to stay as part of your squad if, if you have him. If you don't and you're happy with the way things are going so far, then don't spend the $7 million on him. That's pretty expensive. You can get a good midfielder or even a, a good forward for that amount of money. So um, just our, my take, and I believe Josh would share a similar viewpoint on Alonzo. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. We're closing in on 30 minutes, about 28 right now. So thank you guys for listening all the way. Hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, we love getting feedback from you guys, not only questions, but feedback um, on the sort of content that we're providing, especially on Instagram. So um, it's been nothing but positive, which is, is great. If you have suggestions, too, on how to make things better, always open to hearing that. Um, but we appreciate you guys a ton. So thanks for listening to this. If you haven't subscribed to uh, getting weekly downloads from us, please do. We do this weekly. We've done it for a 
closing in on two years straight without missing one week, uh, which is kind of a cool um, little personal record that we have going here for ourselves. Um, and check us out on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. If you haven't followed us yet there, please do. If you have followed us, thank you very much. And please encourage your friends, families, coworkers, um, arch enemies, whomever, to give us a follow. And then as soon as we get our first article up on FPL football advice, we'll let you guys know. Uh, I'm sure we'll do a little cross-promotion, and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, for Josh, this is Gary saying peace, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.